0: And like when I think about the anti-hustle project and, and what it means to live an anti-hustle life, yeah. for me, that's the big thing. It's about, I'm not sitting here saying, never follow any advice. Yeah. Don't look to experts. Just figure it all out by yourself. Because I think that is that is crazy as well, because that makes life so much harder. Yeah. Like you said, sometimes you just need someone to tell you what to do. Yeah. But I guess the difference is, is to approach it from a much more compassionate place where you're like, okay, We're all different. We all have our own experiences. We all have our own unique um, personalities and beliefs and values and stuff. And so, yes, I'm going to go out and I'm going to look for advice. Mm. But rather than look for the right or the wrong or the black or the white, I'm going to just take it with a much more curious mindset, try it. And then if it doesn't work, because this is what really for me was the thing that really kind of tipped me over the edge with the hustle stuff, was because if it doesn't work we blame ourselves
1: yeah exactly
0: so like if your child isn't sleeping it's so easy to be like well that's because i'm failing as a mum
1: yeah it's probably
0: not that you're failing as a mum Mm -hmm. at all
1: of you that have been listening to my podcast, I hope there are lots of you out there, will know that I've already done a podcast episode with Ruth and so I hope that you enjoyed that one as well. Um, But since I recorded the initial podcast with Ruth, we've been chatting a lot about parenting, about pregnancy and actually how much hustle there is, uh, how much hustle that exists in those parts of our lives, as as hustle exists in all elements of our life, I guess. And so Ruth and I have been chatting a lot about uh, taking a stance against this and anti-hustle parenting and anti-hustle approach to bringing life into this world and being pregnant. So we've had some really interesting conversations and we thought it would be good to talk about this on a podcast episode and we actually also were inspired have been inspired to run a couple of weeks um, on social where we dedicate our time to talking about this topic as well but we will talk a little bit more about that later maybe Um, so yeah I think after we recorded the first podcast episode Reef, I think you then publicly announced that you were pregnant didn't you
0: yeah, I'm trying to remember if I was pregnant when we recorded the I podcast. I think you must
1: have been. I think, but must like have really been. quite early. So yes. maybe not. Yeah,
0: and then I would have announced it after the fact. Um, yeah, and it was it was quite interesting because it was actually recording the podcast with you was one of the things that made me realise that hustle is everywhere. Because mm. I think up until that point, I had been focusing just on how hustle affects running a business and through having that amazing conversation with you I suddenly was like oh no it does show up everywhere else and then like you said after I announced we got on a call together I just started being like oh yeah you can see how hustle is like how it is in pregnancy and how it is in parenting and just you know we started sharing that stuff and I think for both of us it was so nice to connect with someone that was talking about pregnancy and parenting in a really different way to what we'd seen online so we were just like oh this is amazing we should share it
1: I guess the best place to start would be to talk a little bit about what you think or how would you describe hustle culture Ruth and how do you think it does impact like all different areas of our lives?
0: Yeah so I think of hustle culture now as this like constant pushing and striving to like get everything done, to do everything, to be everything and Not only are you expected to do everything, but to do it all really well and really kind of efficiently and productively and, like, fit it all in your life. Um, So it's that constant go, go, go and being on. Um, And that's – yeah, it's just – it is exhausting. Mm. And that, to me, like I said, when I – at first, when I started it, that, to me, meant it was about the hours you put in, like, working all your hours and not taking time to rest. But what I came to realise – is, like I said it's that expectation that there's a right way to do stuff and that you have to do it all the right way and and do it all, all the time and so that shows up with exercise with this idea of you know beast mode and go hard or go home and um you know there's so much advice about parenting and pregnancy out there of like the right way I say in inverted commas the right way to do it yeah um, and oh, it puts it's a lot exhausting. of pressure
1: it's exhausting isn't it yeah 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 it is a lot and um one of
0: the things we spoke about is about this fact as well that you're expected when you find out you're pregnant you're expected just to carry on with your life mm. um you know I was very fortunate in my first trimester I didn't get any morning sickness I did have some fatigue but because I think suffering with chronic fatigue syndrome being tired is not new to me so I kind of was able to weather my fatigue didn't feel that different but I you know I one day i had to go into london i had to get the train and being on the train like exhausted i started to feel a little bit sick and i was like i just admire anyone that like finds out they're pregnant and then just gets up and carries on going to work while also trying to not tell people they're pregnant because you know you're not meant to tell anyone are you in the first trimester um i'm like how do they do it and and i see people on social media there's you know, some people I know that are like still doing their day job and their side hustle and they're pregnant yeah and they're living their lives and I just think that's to me that's mad yeah that you're expected to keep doing everything you were doing and then do more and like you said with the added pressure well, not only should you do more but you have to make sure you do it right because it your child's future depends on it before I got pregnant in my head, I thought, okay, well, when you're pregnant, you can't eat soft boiled eggs, you can't eat any cheese, you can't have any, you know, shellfish, you can't have caffeine, you Mm. can't have alcohol. And I'm like, so you can't have, you know, undercooked meats, if it's steak, it's got to be well done. And I'm like, so there's really loads, you can't, yeah, like, you have to sleep on your left side, you can't do this, you can't do that. And I was a bit, it almost put me off getting pregnant, to be honest, because it felt like, it was going to be so constraining yeah whereas then when I did find out I was pregnant and I actually started looking into this stuff it was like oh no okay so you can have some caffeine but not too much yes and actually the research with the alcohol thing is a little bit you know it's not clear no I think it's like they say don't drink because obviously it's you know good advice but it's not that's not been like scientifically proven
1: yeah
0: and actually yeah that's why when I started reading it I was like oh Okay, so now I can actually, yeah, drink a gla- one glass of wine if I want to, and I can have a cup of tea in the morning. It's not going to kill me, and actually, I can eat soft boiled eggs as long as they've got the lion stamp on them. And so all this stuff that I thought was going to be really hard,
1: yeah, suddenly wasn't. Yeah, I think that's that is to me that's kind of the epitome of like the whole sort of hustle culture thing, isn't it? It's like in hustle culture, you have to be X Y Z. This is what you do. This is how you do it. It goes back to that point you made at the beginning. And everything is a nuance. You know, everything in life is a nuance. We as people are very nuanced and situations are nuanced. And it's like things are not black and white. And so actually bending and flexing things that suit you and your lifestyle and your family and whatever is okay. It's like, but I think particularly in pregnancy and parenting, there's so much guilt involved, there's so much anxiety that that kind of hustle mentality is almost even more exaggerated. Yeah. You have to do it exactly 100% accurately to how they describe it online or how someone on Instagram is doing it because that's how you do it to have a healthy child or be the the perfect mum or dad or whatever. It's like all of those kind of yeah all the anxiety and stuff is kind of it's like plays into that doesn't it
0: yeah and I think the thing with with uh, pregnancy and child rearing is actually there's not a lot of it you can control exactly but you know I don't think I don't think anything I did was the reason I didn't have morning sickness I think I was just lucky and didn't have morning sickness like that's and if I have another child, maybe I will have morning sickness. Maybe I won't. I don't. But I, I wouldn't be out. I wouldn't feel comfortable going out into the world and be like, well, the reason I didn't have morning sickness was because I slowed down and rested more, and I just ate what I wanted to in a relaxed fashion. Because it's like I'm like I don't know that. <laughs> yeah. I don't. And that again is that it's like the hustle culture thing is if your opinion is right. Yes. Have an opinion. Share your opinion. Um, like you said, take take out the nuance. Yeah. And. And also pretend we can control everything. Yeah. it's Hustle is that, isn't it? It's like if I just do a little bit more, work a little bit harder, control this a little bit more, then it will go the way I want.
1: So talk a little bit more about, if you don't mind, like how you felt when you found out that you were pregnant. Because you sort of alluded to it a little bit, but talk a little bit more about that.
0: Yeah, so... I full confession here when I found out I I was pregnant I burst into floods of tears Mm -hmm. and not happy tears Mm -hmm. sad tears like I was not happy and a little bit of a a backstory is I've had some um was having some fertility issues with uh, polycystic ovaries and um had been going through tests and trying to regulate my cycle. And kind of we weren't trying to get pregnant. We were more trying to regulate my body. Yeah. So that when we were ready, <laughs> ready to have children, that's such a that is also a fallacy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah but Anyway. Um, yeah, so that when we were ready to have a child, uh, you know, we'd be done and I was good to go. So it was kind of we weren't we weren't looking to get pregnant. And we'd actually decided because my husband had just founded a brand new business. Mm. And so we were like, now's really a bad time to have a baby, actually. (laughs) Uh, Because, again, you think you can control these things. And and so in all honesty, when I did my pregnancy test, I was expecting it to be negative. I thought it was just another month that my cycle had gone long because of my PCOS.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah. So when it was positive, it was just like, oh,
1: oh, no. I can completely relate to that because I found it really strange um, the first few months of pregnancy. And, like, I felt very, like, up and down about whether this was the right thing and what the hell I was letting myself into and all the rest of it. And, like, I think that's maybe, like, it feels like a bit of a controversial thing to be, like, I wasn't always completely happy with the fact that i was going to be a parent yeah i i do think that is like so
0: one of the reasons and this is i said you know i said at the beginning about it was so nice to not feel so alone and find someone else that said like i feel that way as well yeah because you know my husband and i dave and i are, are relatively late to the party in our in our social circle most people we know have had babies, we're one of the last. And so, for everyone, you know, everyone else, when I told them, they were all ecstatically happy for me.
1: Yeah. Because
0: it's what they'd wanted so much and, you know, they'd had and they'd got this thing. And it just felt like, I was like, but I'm not, I'm not really happy about this. I feel very unsure about this. Mm. And I had no, and all everyone kept saying I was like, oh, no, you'll love it. Yeah. And, and I kept being like, well, sure, I will love it. Because I'm sure, you know, nine months to grow the baby and then you give birth to it and the hormones kick in. I'm like, I'm I'm sure, logically, yes, I will love it. But mm-hmm. right, right now, this has not gone the way I thought my life was going. And it's quite hard. Yeah. And I just needed someone else to be like, yeah, I felt
1: that way when I got pregnant. And you yeah. were the
0: first person that was like,
1: yep, yeah. Why do you think that there doesn't seem to be a space to for people to say, that they're unsure about being parents or getting pregnant or that kind of thing?
0: I mean, I I should imagine it's because we're still, as a society, kind of coming out of a period of time where women were just expected to have children. Mm. And, you know, we, we've made so many so much progress with kind of women's rights but it's still relatively new yeah and so i think it is it's just and maybe in a couple of generations time they people will be able to even just not have children because they don't want to and that'll be acceptable which kind of still isn't yeah it's becoming more normal but you know i still think it's you're seen as an outlier if you're a woman that's willing to stand up and go i don't want to have
1: kids yeah that's true
0: it's not just like yeah okay fine that's your choice it's still weird um so there is that still that expectation that you will have kids and and i think there what goes along with that is that you'll have kids because you want to have kids and i think there needs to be more conversation around it is more nuanced than that and i think you know a couple of generations ago they maybe didn't have kids because they wanted to have kids they had kids because that was the given
1: yeah
0: and it's just going through the stages of societal development i guess
1: yeah in terms of anti-hustle like how do you like tune into what you, you need because obviously it's it's useful to have information out there and it's useful to speak to people but how do you make sure that you're tuning in stuff that is useful to you and blocking out stuff that you don't find useful
0: so i like so one of the nice things about getting pregnant when i did is it did really push me to really focus on what it means to live an anti-hustle life Because, I mean, it was started, the whole, the anti-hustle project was started as like an exploratory space for me to be like, what's it like to kind of have a business, it started off as like, what's it like to have a business and a life at the same time? And then as it went on, it evolved to like, oh, hustle culture shows up at lots of places. So what is it like to not have, to not hustle in all areas of your life?
1: Mm.
0: And then when I got pregnant, like I said, it was another area. And I realised, like, I think the key for me was actually I didn't go out and look for lots and lots of advice at all yep I you know I got given copies of what to expect when you're expecting and I maybe read two weeks worth of it and I thought I can't I can't read this this is just going to make me so anxious and so stressed mm. and so I actually consciously chose to not seek out advice mm. at all
1: mm.
0: And like I said, with a lot of, you know, I'm sure I've been given advice from people, but I'm just kind of ignoring it and just letting it and like be like the choice is I'm not going to engage in any of the advice out there. And I'm not going to engage in trying to control this thing that I can't really control.
1: Yeah.
0: And I mean, I'm. I'm every day, every week that like, I wake up and I do this, I'm very impressed with myself because it's not my natural tendency. I am a control freak and I do I could very easily have just gone the other way and like regimented out, well every day I need to make sure I'm eating like this much vitamin C and this much calcium and this mm. much you know, I could have gone that hustle route of like try and control everything. Mm. Um but yeah, it was making that conscious choice to be like, I'm not going to engage in it. I'm just gonna see how it goes yeah and then when I do need advice I will maybe look in the book or turn to google but I won't read more than one or two things yeah um I I kind of force myself to keep it very limited and I do think it has made a huge difference to how I feel about being pregnant
1: that sounds like a really healthy you've basically really asserted your boundaries haven't you
0: yeah Yeah I think that's yeah it's a good way of summarizing it but it definitely for me with the pregnancy and probably thinking back over the business stuff and everything with the anti-hustle project it is about listening to yourself over other people yeah and choosing to do it your own way and and kind of trusting that that will work.
1: Do you think that then it would have been a very different story had you become pregnant before the anti-hustle project?
0: Oh yeah definitely because so I definitely would have been in that mindset of like, this is just another thing that I do on top of everything else. I've got to keep working, got to keep going. And the best way to do that is to put like nice, strict, rigid routines <laughs> and processes and, and systems in place. And it'll be like checklisted. And I'd read all the books and have this like overwhelming amount of information. Um And I definitely wouldn't have enjoyed it. Yeah.
1: Because
0: it would be so stressful. And that was the kind of the, the decision I made, actually, it was I was like, I feel like the worst thing for, for a pregnant person, for the baby and for the person is being really stressed
1: oh and flooding God, yeah. and
0: flooding your body full of cortisol. I can't imagine that's good for development of the baby or your comfort or anything. So it was just like a decision like, well, what if I try and do this without being really stressed about it? Yeah. And Yes, yeah, it's, it's worked so far.
1: And that's the thing, I think stress is such a normalised state, yeah, isn't it, within most parts of society. It's like stress yeah. is just a thing that's, and you know, in many ways it's held as like a status symbol, isn't it? Um, yeah. But like, it's just so normalised that, yeah, it's like almost we expect to feel stressed about things, particularly when things change or, you know, yeah. big, big sort of life changing things happen like becoming pregnant but actually that's not the way that we should expect to live our lives we should expect no. to live our lives feeling content and feeling calm um, yeah but that's yeah. not that normalized is,
0: no and that is again is that part of hustle culture is it is hustle culture definitely keeps you stuck in that very stressed mode yeah like constantly going constantly
1: pushing trying to do more trying to do Try, more trying yeah, to get better. perfect yeah. you know perfecting it's like almost like trying to perfect pregnancy in parenthood and it's like that is just you are going to be the most stressed like unfulfilled person ever if if that's the route that you take aren't you because you just it's impossible yeah it
0: is and it's that i i I refer to it as like optimizing it's trying to optimize everything isn't it it's trying to find like the the hack the routine if i put it in place everything will become easier but it won't become easier because you're trying to do too much
1: yeah right like we're all
0: trying to do too much and so
1: like what I guess flip it then on its head and like what has pregnancy taught you about the way that you approach your business then as well like has has it worked the other way around too
0: well yeah interestingly getting pregnant I did have a really interesting impact on my business because I guess I was doing the very anti-hustle thing with the business I was taking my time I was trying to really connect to what I wanted like just focusing on what felt right for me and actually getting pregnant it felt like it put this deadline on my business of like well I know the baby's coming on this date
1: yeah so
0: I need I need to make sure that by this date the business is in a place where I can kind of do something with it I didn't really know what the something was and so like my first thoughts were very hustle actually okay
1: because it was
0: like okay well now okay so I know I've got like six months where I'll be able to do stuff before I take whatever maternity leave will look like for a self-employed person which my god that's like a minefield to work out in and of itself like what would it mean to be self-employed and take maternity leave but and so my first thought was like well it's fine I'll just create a year's worth of content in six months (laughs) Past being pregnant, being pregnant. <laughs> is that actually what you
1: thought
0: yeah 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 in <laughs> honesty and then and then and then also I kind of I just it's again it, it's a timely thing because I just started when I started the anti-hustle project I didn't monetize it at the off and I was very clear about the fact that like I want to make money from it yeah but where I was with my health and all the other stuff that was going on it just didn't feel the right time and I was really like being open about the fact that I wanted to monetize it when it felt right and I'd literally just started I just dipped my toe in the like this is how I think I want it to work as a business model
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then I found out I was pregnant and suddenly rather than it being like I'm just going to try to see how it goes again it's like okay I have to have a whole business plan I need to know what I'm offering, how I'm offering it. I need to yeah. make sure I can roll it out so I can do it for like three months before I have to go on maternity leave. And and I really did stress myself out about trying to make this thing a business. And I did push myself with the anti house project quite hard to the point where I did kind of just, I got really, dis- I was really disengaged with it because mm. I think I was trying so hard to make it something before the baby came.
1: That's really interesting, isn't it? Yeah really interesting
0: yeah so it's funny that on one hand i was really anti-hustle about my pregnancy but yeah. i you really like hustle about my business
1: <laughs> <laughs> but i feel like this is the constant spiral that because we live in hustle culture it's this constant like circular thing that this is how I feel anyway, like everything that I'm doing, I'll kind of like get really hustly about it. And then I'll have a massive word with myself because I'll I'll almost drive myself to the edge. And then I'll be like, right, no, 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 back off, back off, back off. What are you doing? What are you doing? This isn't what you want. Calm down, like chill out, like, you know, slow down, lower the expectation for now, like all of that kind of stuff. And then I'll build myself back up again and get myself in a state. And then it, it just keeps happening because because there are so many things around us that are constantly feeding into that narrative it's yeah. really hard to just constantly maintain or i find it very hard to just constantly maintain like an anti-hustle mindset
0: yeah yeah and i think as well for me there's still a lot of learning around the fine you know i'm i'm, I'm very into nuance this is what i'm learning and uh where where where's the middle bit of stuff i think when i started the anti-hustle project i was very much it was about finding this lifestyle where i could like say well i only work 20 hours a week and i earn good money from it and i have all this free time to do these other things Mm. whereas now it's a bit more like well sometimes i want to work a bit more than that and sometimes i don't and is that okay
1: yeah
0: and like is it okay to have periods as long as you are bringing yourself back before you burn out yeah is that acceptable or is that still failing and because again I think the hustle culture is so black and white yeah so you're like do it you do it all the time you've got to keep doing it and like you know I with all the stress about being pregnant my creativity dried up and I couldn't you know like my my main thing with the anti-hustle project I started it so I could release blog posts and I had nothing I wanted to write about Mm. I just didn't want to write a blog post at all and I found that really hard of Mm. being like well this is what I've committed to I've committed to weekly blog posts Mm. and I have nothing to say what am I going to do
1: I'm a failure oh yeah (laughs) the
0: whole thing is. and I did I was like maybe I should just quit maybe I should just stop because that's again that's what hustle culture is isn't it it's like you do it you do it perfectly or you don't do it when I talk a lot about with the anti-hustle project about the nuance and getting into it I think all of us because of the way we're socialized we just want there to be a right way yeah and you do and like that's with again comparing it like with the online business when it wasn't going well I just went to the internet and was like literally I, I mean I may as well google like show me the right way to do business yeah, exactly. like, and then loads of people up them go here's the right way and then it's really stressful because <laughs> really they're all different yeah and you don't know one to try and and I may imagine if you're sleep deprived and your baby's crying that's like even harder than doing it like with a business oh. and uh yeah and then having to decide for yourself like well where do I start
1: I oh, I remember in those early weeks I just constantly felt like I wasn't doing enough because yeah. I knew that there was always another bit of advice that I could be following yeah
0: yeah and that to me again is hustle culture yeah it
1: is everyone wants you to be to define yourself somehow. Yeah. And I remember saying to you that like the whole maternity leave thing actually really annoyed me because everyone would always be like, so oh you you know you know you're taking your maternity leave. And I was like, I don't know why this annoyed me. It was probably just another stupid thing in my head. But I was like, well actually it doesn't really work like that for me. And, you know, I don't just have like a year of maternity leave that I can take like I don't really know and maybe it was because I got it was my own anxiety
0: about
1: not knowing what the future was going to look like and not knowing what I was going to do or anything like that but yeah it just kind of annoyed me I was like well I don't know like I'm I might come back to work in a few months or I might not at all or I might not not at all you know I'd need to earn a bit of money but yeah I think I found it annoying that I I constantly felt like I had to put myself in a box and like define what I was doing to other people when I had no idea what that was going to look like and I didn't feel that I should have to know
0: yeah yeah
1: I think like that's been
0: I think part of the reason I've been so stressed with the anti-hustle project is because of this unopened this not unopened un- un- this open-ended question of what does it mean to have maternity leave yeah when you're self-employed actually and like you said it's not you know it's it's one of the few times I've really wished like I wish I just had a job Mm. a job where I could just say I'm pregnant on this date I'm not coming in again until this date Mm. and I think that is one of the huge things with parenting is trying to sort out a new identity and we spoke before we recorded didn't we about this it's like how you slot motherhood into your identity mm. and keep what parts of you, you keep and which parts change and it's um I think again it, we because it, of the kind of world we live in you're kind of expected to decide that almost before it happens yeah so you have to go into it being like well that's fine because my identity once I've given birth will be that I am a baby-led mother and yeah I also do this And you know, I will carry on doing that. And um because one of the things that's amazed me is I think about I'm reaching the point now. I mostly ignored thinking about birth for the first six months. I just went through the six months being like just one week at a time, one week at a time. But now I'm at that point where I need to start thinking about the fact that I have to give birth. So now it's inevitably gonna happen soon. Yeah. Um and just realising how much in my head I was expecting, I was trying to make decisions about well, I want to give birth in a way that means I could just go back to living my life as quickly as i can afterwards Mm. and like how mad just again it's like how mad that that is kind of like hustle culture it's like bounce back as quick as you can
1: yeah definitely (laughs) just get back
0: on it and like have it all figured out before you before it happens
1: this is it there's no we're not allowed time to just figure things out are we yeah you're absolutely right and i guess like that's why I kind of like it's an interesting question but you know about what kind of parent do you want to be like have you thought about that and like do you think you are able to think about that now or do you think you're being forced to think about it when it doesn't feel right to like
0: well, so like I said, um, parenting just opens up everyone's judgmental side. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not. We haven't looked at our friends that have had babies, and Dave and I haven't left afterwards and gone, "Oh, I wouldn't do that." Yeah. Or well, I like how they do that. Yeah. And you know, we do have some ideas, and I think we are more leaning towards parent. I think if, if you have to define it, it'd be more parent-led than baby-led. Yeah. Because we are the kind of people that we thrive on routine. Yes. And so for our own sanity, I think if we just went baby led, I'd go insane. Yeah. And also we have dogs and they have a routine. Yeah. So there's a certain amount of life that has to carry on.
1: Yeah.
0: But I'm also always, whenever, if anyone ever talks about any of this parenting stuff with me, I'm always like, I am open to what, what we get
1: basically. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: you have to, I, I accept, I have ideas with all of it as well with my birth the way i approached it in all of it is i have ideas yeah ideas of what i want ideas of how i'd like it to go but the main overarching thing for me is i want to be flexible with it yeah and like when i think about the anti-hustle project and and what it means to live an anti-hustle life for me that's the big thing it's about i'm not sitting here saying never follow any advice
1: yeah don't
0: look to experts just figure it all out by yourself because i think that's that is crazy as well because that makes life so much harder. Yeah. Like you said, sometimes you just need someone to tell you what to do. Yeah. But I guess the difference is, is to approach it from a much more compassionate place where you're like, okay, we're all different. We all have our own experiences. We all have our own unique um personalities and beliefs and values and stuff and so yes I'm going to go out and I'm going to look for advice Mm. but rather than look for the right or the wrong or the black or the white I'm going to just take it with a much more curious mindset try it and then if it doesn't work because this is what really for me was the thing that really kind of tipped me over the edge with the hustle stuff was because if it doesn't work we blame ourselves
1: yeah exactly
0: so like if your child is isn't sleeping it's so easy to be like well that's because i'm failing as a mum yeah it's probably not that you're failing as a mum mm. at all and like you said with colic mm. what can you what can you do yeah and you can try and do everything but sometimes but it's just it's it, so it is like you said it's taking that judgmental eye off yourself as well yeah. to be like okay i'm going to try this oh it didn't work that's annoying yeah okay but you know, not being like, well, that's because I'm obviously a failure of a parent. Yeah, or...
1: absolutely. And I think you're right. It's very easy to do that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, Very and easy.
0: We live in a world that likes to tell you that if if you're doing it wrong, it's because you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Rather than maybe it's just that things are harder than that or more nuanced than that. Or maybe we don't live in a society that's set up in a way that makes it possible. I mean, there's so many reasons why things don't work. I know. And I don't often see... That was one of the things that led me to start the anti-housel project because I just couldn't see any advice out there that was like, well, this is what I tried. Yeah. Maybe it'll work for you. Maybe it won't. This is why I think it worked for me. Like, see how it goes. Yeah. Everything was like, this is the right way. Do it this way. Yeah. 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 Which is the stress because it's like,
1: it's probably not going to work for you because you're not them.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And a million other
1: factors.
0: Yes. A million factors why it wouldn't work. But what they'll then tell you is, oh, no, the reason it didn't work is because of you. Yeah, exactly. You didn't didn't commit enough. Your mindset (laughs) was wrong. You're just shit. Yeah. And it's like, I just wanted someone to exist on the internet that was saying, hey, maybe it's not you.
1: Yeah, right.
0: Maybe it just doesn't work. That's fine.
1: Yes. And like, I guess, you know, that is ultimately what we're trying to do with this conversation, isn't it? We're trying to create, a conversation in a, in a space
0: yeah
1: where we as people who are entering into parenthood who are just who have just entered into parenthood are like saying well these things were really hard i didn't know what to do about this i didn't yeah. know what i felt about that and actually i don't have any answers i just want to tell you that i also felt like that <laughs> yeah
0: yeah and that's like i said that's what i was kind of i couldn't find when i found out i was pregnant i just wanted to be able to say someone like i not feeling good about this and then go yeah i didn't either yeah not like like, oh you need
1: to do xyz to feel good about it just to acknowledge the fact that that's okay um but i i guess the last thing that i wanted to ask you is um what scares you most about being a parent
0: oh everything yeah (laughs) like i don't feel like i've got it um together
1: right now
0: what scares me most is having actually having a baby because mm. like I said I've, I've really approached this I'll take it trimester at a time week at a time you know sometimes day at a time hour at a time depending on how tired I am and how much the baby's woken me up overnight like you know even though you know I'm still pregnant they do start waking you up before they're born yes Um, I was not prepared for that (laughs) at all um but that short-term view the instinct still my brain still kicks into this like but you haven't planned for what you're going to do when there's an actual baby Mm. and like I said that control freak still comes out of like you should have this organized plan and I have to kind of keep reminding myself like it's okay just to focus where you are yeah, and take it a step at a time. But like so if you'd asked me this a, like a month ago I would have said the thing that scares me most is actually the giving birth bit but I've mm-hmm. now done the work because that's coming closer to kind of be okay with that and I know yeah. that the parenting stuff will come as well with yeah. time. But yeah. yeah right now it's just actually having a baby.
1: Yeah.
0: Cuz like I said you can't control them. No. You don't know what you're going to get.
1: Yeah. You don't even know when it's going to come. <sighs> so that was as always um an amazing chat um you. I well I thoroughly enjoyed it anyway I did yeah <laughs> I do like
0: talking parenting with you
1: um so we as I mentioned at the beginning so Ruth and I are going to host 2 weeks of anti-hustle parenting on Instagram and we've just decided that we're going to kick it off on Monday the 21st of October so Monday to Friday of those two weeks, so Monday, week commencing the 21st of October and week commencing the 28th of October, we're going to be talking all things anti-hustle parenting on Instagram. And we're both going to be sharing our experiences of pregnancy and parenting and all of that kind of stuff and probably touching on some of the things that we discussed today and we're going to be encouraging you out there to share your experiences as well because on Sunday the 3rd of November we're going to host an Insta live together where we're going to talk about some of the things that people have shared
0: I was gonna say and yeah with I think it is with that real aim isn't it of like sharing our stories honestly and trying to get people to also share their stories and the ways in which hustle has or hasn't affected them or how they're kind of dealing with it so we can bring all that all the stories together into kind of something that will maybe help other parents and parents-to-be feel less alone with the stuff
1: totally all right well thank you so much my love well thank
0: you very much it's always good to chat
1: me too.